tell you what, it's been a while since I've uh, done one of these, and uh, what a great week for me to jump into gardening talkback. Of course, an hour of gardening greatness on the way with Judy Sharp. G'day, Jude. Hi, Mark. Thank you for those flattering comments. Looking at me and Buck's pretty in pink today. Oh, I am too. There we are. Well, you haven't seen the bottom half because it's <laughs> under the desk. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, now we've got some calls coming in shortly we'll get to, but any yep. other topics you'd like oh, to yes, cover today? We're going to talk about magnolias and we're going to talk about roses and we're going to talk about citrus and what about beans? Very interesting beans. Judy Sharp is here answering your questions. Good afternoon, David from Western. What's going on with your tomato plants, David? Hi, Judy. Hi, David. Um, Sounds miserable, darling. <laughs> I've got lots of tomatoes and I'm having a big problem with fruit fly. I used to use um, labour seed, but it's been banned. You can't buy it and I'm wondering what's the next best thing. So, David, have you only planted big tomatoes? Oh, Judy, I've got, <laughs> I've got trust tomatoes, uh, cherry tomatoes, Nonna's Italian Roman tomatoes. Um, I've got a whole lot of different varieties. Yeah. So if it's red, you've put it in the ground, David. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> but, David, you know the story, don't you? If you grow the little ones, the fruit fly doesn't attack them. You're growing all big ones. Well, I'm growing some little ones. <laughs> oh, right. And you notice the fruit fly doesn't attack them, does it? Um, well, they haven't fruited yet. It's all the bigger ones that have fruited yeah, so far. yeah. Well, that's a shame, David, but, you know, there's not a lot of alternatives these days. Uh, you need to put lots of uh, the fly traps around. Have you seen those? And you, you change the, uh, the inside of them, so they're quite economical. Uh, I had a customer one day who told me he had 330 fruit flies in his trap. Now, can you believe that, David? Well, I make up um, a mixture of um, Vegemite and... Malathon. Um, Malathon. Yep. Um, and you paint that on the stakes, don't you? Uh, no, I've been hanging that in traps. What oh, you right. Um, no, pay it on, spray that, paint it on those tomato stakes. Right, OK. Yeah, that's the best way to go. Yeah, definitely. But the traps are ideal that you, you know, that you buy and uh, they're replaceable. The insides are replaceable and they're very, very good. Okay, but is there any um, There's no spray, spray darling, no. no. Um, it's, it's very confusing, the number of listed. There's a Yates Nature's Way fruit fly control, but I don't know how effective that is. Yeah, look, most of those products have been taken off the, uh, the home market, darling. Commercially, they're still used, which okay. always worries me. But, um, uh, you know, you can buy great big drums of it if you wanted to go to an ag place but um, that's not what you need to do I think you can solve it just with your malathon, paint it on these stakes and then do do try and get the traps, that might work and okay. give us a ring back David and let's know if that's solved the problem for you Judy can I ask you one more quick yes, question? Yes of course you can. We've got three types of pumpkins in um, Kent, um, Queensland Blue and Butternut and we're getting lots and lots of male flowers but very, very few female flowers. We've had probably 60 to 80 male flowers and probably only half a dozen female flowers which we're pollinating with the you know, male stamen. 
Right, um, yeah. Is there anything to promote female flowers? Is there any, like, um, fl- uh, you know, flower-inducing uh, um, uh, watering you can do? David, probably not, but I think you'll find that that could be from the heat this summer. Okay. Yeah, definitely from the heat this summer, I mean... So many things are unhappy, really, aren't they? But at the moment, you're cross-pollinating, so that's working for you? Yeah. Oh, but the right. Girls are, but the girls are on strike. <laughs> <laughs> are they? <laughs> Go and crack the whip over them, David. Oh, and dear. please ring us back and let us know how you're going. All the best with the David. Now, Judy, super quick, I've, I've heard of people using this Vegemite type of thing before for... Melathon and Vegemite uh, exactly. mixed together. What's the theory there? Is it because the Vegemite tastes that horrible that the bugs just no, die? No, no, no. They it? go to eat the Vegemite. Yeah. And then the Melathon mixed in it kills them. Sure, it's not the Vegemite. No, it's not the Vegemite. <laughs> All right. But um, the problem is I often get, well, we used to get a lot of phone calls at work about how much Melathon to put in. It's just two. we should say this now on mm. air, it's a mixable paste. Just pour in as much as you like as long as it mixes in with the Vegemite. Okay, because yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. For Gardening Talkback, good afternoon, Bob. At Ellamore Vale, you have an army grub situation there, Bob. Hello. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, just, Bob. All right, turn the volume up. I'm in the car, sorry. Um, I've been transplanting some of my cooch uh, to get it to spread to an area that hasn't grown before, but I've noticed black beetle and little grubs. I've had a look this morning. They are definitely army grub. Right. I don't have a problem with the lawn. I just wanted to know what was the best thing to treat it so I don't come home in a couple of weeks and find that... Fine, you've got none. Yeah, Bob, probably um, I think the heat might have stimulated the little devils. Uh, Have you got any products in your your cupboard at all? Uh, Not really. I've had them a couple of years ago, so I've probably run out entirely. I just didn't know whether to go with a spray or some of the um, powder that you sprinkle on. Uh, well, in the old days, uh, the original product was Carbril, uh, which probably still will do the job. But now there's a lot of different products out, and a lot of them yep. are in, uh, you know, the spray packs. Uh, but I'm more inclined to say, no, buy something that you've got to fix up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, that you've so got to mix reckon- up, darling, yeah. Yeah, not a problem. So just find one of the solutions that'll spray on. Yes. No, yeah, yeah. don't buy the ones already mixed. Buy the ones no, no, you've no, got to mix no, up. No, no, yeah. no, a, 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 a concentrate, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, no worries. Okay, okay well, I hope that does the job, but you know to repeat it in about 10 days. Because no, they, hat- they have a hatching cycle. All right, best of luck with everything there, Bob. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Beth at Warners Bay. You have a hibiscus question for Judy today, yes. Beth. What's Good going afternoon. on? Hello, Beth. Hello. Yes, what can I help you with? Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I can hear you. Can't you hear me? No, it's all good. It helps if I put my speaker on. I'm on my phone. All um, right. All good. I'm parked too safely. Okay. Um, I'm just... <laughs> I'm having a problem with my hibiscus. It's a beautiful thing. I've had a couple of flowers come out. It's yellow with the uh, crimson crimson centre. Yes. But all the insects in Mount Hutton have come onto it. I've had the black ants. I've had aphids. I've had, oh, the poor thing. Um, but the bush at the moment looks quite healthy, and I've sprayed it with white oil. Um, 
And then I'm thinking the black ants seem to be coming into the bud before it even has a chance to bloom, if you're with me. Right, right. So what could I do with uh, it? Look, uh, what did you say you were spraying it with? The um, white oil. Like oh, yes, aphid. look, that won't do aphid. anything. That won't mm. do anything, darling. What you've got to mm. do with white oil is add malathon. Right and that will get all those bugs you're talking about. Yes, malathon, is it? Malathon. M A L A T H O N. Radio. And then do I mix it with that or I Oh just yes, put it yes. Up? No, no, no. You just mix it up as per instructions and you put it in the white oil, equal quantities. Oh. You mix okay. them up together. Radio. Okay, Dave. And let's hope I get some flowers again. Oh, yes, I think you will. You might have to spray again in about 10 days or two weeks, but you certainly will, Beth. All right, best of luck, Beth. We've got to stick with Warner Spain now. Good afternoon, Cherry. You have a, a tree fern question. What's happening, Cherry? Oh, hello. Hi, Judy. Hello. How are you? I'm oh, fine, thank you. I'm a Warner's Bay too. It's a lovely day. We have a tree, two tree ferns self-sown in a corner, and I have all my lovely tropical plants under there, but they're growing so spindly, and I think I realise there's two kinds of tree ferns. Hairy there are, yes, definitely. And not hairy. This is hairy self-sown, and I needed to cut it back because it's nearly, it's over eight, it's going up metres and metres tall. Now, Cherry, you need to tell me, is that on a stump, or is yeah. it shooting from the bottom at the ground? No, it's on a long trunk. Okay, well, if you cut that off, uh, the bottom won't grow again, no. but your top will. Oh. Yeah, that's how they're supplied if you go down to the local nursery at Warners Bay. Um, Warners Bay, yes. No, Elibana. Um, yes. They will have um, something there that you can probably see and um, ask some questions about it. But certainly, if take a photo in, but if that's the one you cut off, you're going to cut off, no, you don't. No, okay. okay so you've got to leave it as it is and just keep the water up to it. Been yes. a bad one for tree ferns this summer. Yes. Yeah, yes. definitely has. Thank you for your help. That's okay. okay, and thank you for ringing in. Let us know what you decide. Absolutely. Best Ch of luck for you, Cherry. Let's sort of have a look into the garden. You want to start today by having a look at magnolias. Yes. Of course, you know what they are, Mark. You've probably got them growing. No. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. You do this well, to me every time I, I swing I by do. with you. I can't resist And it, then you'll, you know? you'll probably come up with a really hard question again. And, Mark, you know the answer to this, don't And I'll be like, I'm going to just I'm going to just do it straight to you. Don't, no, don't know. <laughs> That's why you're here. Well, I do get Greg sometimes. Anyway, today, magnolias. Now, they've got a real problem. A lot of listeners out there will be having this problem. They are getting brown spots on them. That's no good. Now, I'm talking about two varieties of magnolias. There's a lot. There's some deciduous ones, but these are the evergreens. But there's a lot of those too, Mark, a lot mm. of those. But these are two particular ones. And I walked out in my garden and I thought, what the goodness is going on with my magnolia teddy bears? They've got brown spots on the leaves. And I looked and it was really, really sad, really sad. And then I've planted four new ones down on the lawn. And I went down and checked those out. And they're spotty got, too. Yes, yeah. But not as bad as the one on its own. And then I looked over on the avenue on the drive of the Magnolia Little Gems. And they have it too. 
All right, so there's a bit of a theme here that they're there all very spotted yep, at the moment. Yep, but the ones over on the drive, the little gems, I'm finding they're more mature. And so if anyone's listening and they've got mature little gems, they probably haven't got the same problem as the teddy bears. If you, you know, you're understanding where I'm going here, Mark, aren't you? Yes. He's going to sleep, listeners. But anyway, uh, they're getting dreadful spotting on the leaves and then all of a sudden the spot spreads. But you know what it is. You guess this one. It's lack of water. Ah, see, that's what it was. Yes, and I was guilty. I was guilty. I wasn't putting sprinklers on or anything in that hot period. And just think, you'd be all this advice you give to people week in, week out, and you just had something as simple as not yes. enough hydration. I was looking for insects. Grasshoppers are abound mm. in my garden. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, it's got to be an insect. But no, it's mm. the hot weather. I've studied them very carefully. So I'm handing out information that is very relevant at the moment. So please check your little gems and your teddy bears. Now, teddy bear is the latest edition, Mark, and they're fairly expensive because they're mm. all grafted. All right, so the last thing you want is, is you to buy an expensive that. plant and then No, boom. and find it's got brown spots everywhere. Mm. It'd be like having chicken pox, wouldn't it? If you had chicken pox? No, we're not talking about you today. We're talking about gardening. <laughs> you ask a question, withdraw. I withdraw that question. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, roses, now, they're also needing attention. At the moment, they need a light prune, a summer prune, and you need to fertilise with sudden impact, whether it's in the ground or in pots. Now, I've specified that because a lot of people mm. worry, will I put poultry manure in the pots? No, you don't. You use sudden impact. And the other thing is, Mark, I've noticed, I've just given mine a light prune uh, while the, the sun's been gone, <laughs> but I think it's coming back. So even though roses are hardy and they don't need a lot of water, after you do that light prune, perhaps give them a drink every day just to let them know you still care. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key, isn't it? All right, and again, it's just the time of year. We, you can just, um, we forget that, you know, with, with the heat, the summer oh. and all that, we just need to be a little bit more attentive. I shouldn't say it. No, we won't say water restrictions because, you know, they, they might hear us at the no, don't water sh- board. Don't, sh- don't say that. And, and no. Uh, Judy did not say that out of water. She did not say <laughs> that thing that you think that she said because she did not say it. No, I didn't say it. No, definitely not. Uh, let's talk about some more lovely plants that we can eat. And we're talking oh, about citrus right. now. Yes, we're talking about citrus. But I've got a bit of a story. Is that all right? Of course. Well, you know, my fellow gardening expert, uh, he decided to prune my little lime tree. And it was his lime tree, really, because mm. he gets all the limes for you-know-what with a mixing up in a drink. Mm. And he decided to prune it. And I said, Scott, oh, no, I didn't say Scott. <laughs> well, look, but, for, 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 for the sake of that, anybody will call him Scotty Sharp. Okay. And I said, I went out and I said, what have you done to the lime tree? He said, Mum, it'll grow back bigger and better than ever. And that's quite a few months ago. And it Mark. hasn't and it didn't. No. Oh, well, it does. Every now and then it puts out two or three leaves. But guess what happens? The citrus miner realises it's not happy. Mm. and it attacks it. I should have brought them in today. I've got four dead leaves instead of a lime tree. Okay, so how do we solve that? 
How do we solve that? Oh, I thought you was that, that was rhetorical. Oh. Don't ask me. Oh, no, I don't know. No, no, no. I thought <laughs> it was a question you might be able to ask. Well, we one way we can solve it is there is a wonderful spray called Amgro, and it's ready to mix, and it's an all-purpose. And for your citrus, it's fine to put on anything as long as you check, always check mark the withhold mm. on chemicals even though they're in ready-to-use sprays. Check the withhold. Yeah, make sure you don't sort of put too much or not enough. No, yeah. and don't ever spray late in the afternoon or you do spray late in the afternoon mm. uh, when the bees go to bed. You don't spray in the middle of the day because they're out there buzzing around. Okay, okay. That's, a, that's a good point because you might just go, well, I'm doing my gardening now at yeah, 10 o'clock. spray. No, yeah. later on. And I did notice at the weekend when I was walking Arthur that... Um, uh, oh, Arthur's a dog. He's not uh, a man. We better, we, better clarify. <laughs> we better clarify that. And I noticed everyone was either mowing their lawn or in the garden. It was fabulous. Mm. But it was a nice, cool weekend. And I was walking along thinking, what are they all doing today? Why are they do Oh, of course it was colder. Mm. And they were all out and all the neglected lawns were being mowed, including mine. Uh, not by me, of course. Um <laughs> Well, you were walking, Arthur, unless Arthur was the uh, well, was the mower man. The mower man. <laughs> uh, my next door neighbour, I thought she'd be out <clears> mowing, <throat> but she wasn't. She must have had something on because when I walked past her lawn today, it was really long, Mark. Mm. Really, really long. So it catches up on you, doesn't it? It does. Mm. It does catch up on you. But it was nice to see so many people gardening instead of you know at the beach. They're all sunburned, aren't they? Well, I can just do that afterwards to cool yeah. off. So. Um, Anyway, let's talk about beans. Shall we? You grow them, don't you? No, I love beans, though. Oh, do you? Oh, I love beans. Oh, I'm not you mad. You don't? No, okay. no. Right. I probably wouldn't grow them, but, uh, you know, watermelons or something like that would be better. True. Anyway, uh, if you have grown beans and they've finished cropping, right, they will have finished cropping now, and you grow peas in the winter, that's the... Mm. You know, a lot of yeah. people mix them up and grow, try to grow peas in the summer. Uh, so when they finish cropping, what do you think you do? You dig them back into the soil and it puts nitrogen into your soil. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing the things that you learn here, isn't it, Mark? I'm just learning you know, so you, much. You, you absorb it so much. Just I like the tell. nitrogen going back into the soil. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, could we just talk briefly? I think mm. we've got a bit of time. Uh, you know, if you're using snail bait, which they will be at this time of year, uh, you know, during wet periods, the snails come out, surprisingly. And keep in mind your dogs and cats when you're using the baits. Yeah, that's the trick, no isn't it? there's no going back from that one. No. What you need to do is put it out in little saucers and take them in at night because that's when the little horrors come out. Mm. Gotcha, yeah. So make sure that they're, they're there when the snails yeah. are there and not so much yeah. when the pets. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. 2NURFM's Gardening Talkback continues and Judy Sharp's still with us. Good afternoon, Richard at Curry Curry. Uh, you have some pretty tall roses. What's happening there, yeah, Richard? Day, Judy. Yeah, um, we've got some uh, Mr Lincolns and when you said you tip through in the top, they're about six or seven foot high. <laughs> so how much do I cut off? <laughs> are they just normal bush roses, Richard? Yeah, yeah, like... Whatever, yeah, they're just an all ones, but they by the end of the like 
So if you don't prune them, by the time you get to August or whatever, they're about eight foot tall. Yes, they are. But don't, aren't they magnificent roses? Yeah, they're great, yeah. yeah. For Mark's benefit, they're red, big red ones, oh, Mark. I, I would have guessed most are. Yeah. Highly perfumed. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, no, they're fabulous roses. So, uh, Richard, can you reach the top? Oh, yeah, if you pull it, bend them over. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I That's would... one way to prune them, I suppose. <laughs> Snap. Well, I've been saying just a light prune, but I think you might need to do a heavier one. Right, yeah. Um, so what do you use to fertilise, Richard, after you prune them? Um, I use all-purpose rose food and a bit of... <clears throat> I don't use cow manure, so I, I use um, cow manure, so I like my neighbours. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I don't use chicken because it smells too much, yeah. Well, I, um, oh, to be honest, on the coast, I always use poultry manure. Yeah. On mine growing in the ground. I just think it smells too much, and as I said, I like my neighbours. Well, you do use sudden impact, though, don't you? I mean, it's yeah, standalone, yeah. really. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to prune harder. Right, yeah. So I think you're probably going to need a little bit of manure. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you can stand to do this, the uh, ca- uh, poultry manure and dig it in, and dig then it, it won't smell yeah. as much. Right, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I think that's the answer if you're going to prune a bit harder at this time of year. You don't want to wait until June, do you, or July? No, that's right, no. Uh, well, where no. you live, you'd probably wait till July, wouldn't you? I wait you? till about, yeah, the first, normally yeah. the first week in August when the frost When the frost are all over, yeah. Frost. Gosh, yeah. we're getting ahead of ourselves here, frost, and <laughs> we're still going to boil a little bit longer, I think. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Richard, well, no, I hope two, that helps you. Uh, off the top. Apart from me coming up doing them for you. Oh, no, I might do that. So about one, two feet off the top. Yes, that'll yeah. be good. That'll right, be yeah, good. Thanks very much, Judy. Okay, good luck with it, dear. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you very much. Bye. Yeah, best of luck with everything, Richard. Uh, probably room for one more if you have a question. You may be our last one today, 49216. 216 as a gardening talkback rolls on. Judy, we'll throw maybe one more topic at uh, uh, the gardening well, public today. Well, see, we've been talking about all the insects invading because it's February mm. and hot and nasty, which we've covered. Uh, what about indoor plants? Yeah, that's a whole different game, isn't it? It is a whole mm. different game. And if you've got maidenhair ferns growing, follow my example and spray them every second day with a spray bottle. Spray their foliage, Mark, mm-hmm. not the bottom, and then water the next day down the bottom. So it's a heavy watering for maidenhairs at this time of year. Uh, but the main thing that's happening the indoor plants are being infected by mealybug. Yeah, it's a nasty little creature. Uh, have you ever seen one, Mark? I, I may have, but... Oh, yeah. Well, they're little white insects, which are small. I mean small. And they don't look like they've got legs, but they have. They've got <laughs> legs and they invade and invade, but they hardly move. But when you get mealybug on your indoor plants, it's mm. a goner. It's all over, Red no, Rover. No, well, you can do it. You can fix it. Okay. You can fix it probably by spraying with your malathon and white oil. Gee, it's, it's a very popular tonic today. It is, it? yeah. Well, we've got that kind of problem mm. at this time of year. But really, uh, you know, um, maidenhair, if you get something like that on maidenhair, you may as well say mm. goodbye. So it's really a case of keeping a really close watch on them because the mealybug gets right down in the soil and in the branches of the plant. All right.
Um, super quick one, Judy, because we know a lot of folks are moving into apartment living now, and a lot of folks might have come from a bigger garden, and they're now moving into, say, apartment, particularly on the water, let's say. Yeah. Um, salt air can kind of change Oh, it sure things. does. Oh, yeah. It so, burns, Mark. It yeah. burns, yeah. So, so maybe just a couple of super quick bits of advice for folks that are making that change, the sort of things to have, the precautions to to be aware of? Well, the best advice I could give them, Mark, is to seek some help of what you buy, probably. Just mm. don't go and wander in and pick something up. Uh, but the other thing is the salt doesn't come on the wind. It actually drifts in. So if you're very keen, you hose the plant off every third day and that gets rid of the salt before the wind comes and burns it in. Aha, uh-huh. that's, tr- uh-huh. that's, the, that's the trick That's there. the trick. Yeah. But also, too, you will need to buy tougher plants, maybe xanadus, anything with a big, strong leaf. Uh, and there are a lot of salt varieties out there if you're living closer to the coast. You know, the harbour's not too bad, I suppose. Uh, but that's where a lot of the apartments are being built. True. Mm. All right. So, like you said, don't just go willy-nilly and oh, wander no, in no, and go, no, no. that one looks pretty good. I'll have one of those, please. But also, Mark, a lot of people take their loved ones from home with them into the – and they come in and, why is my plant dying? Mm, yeah, not you good. You know, change of environment, that's it, basically. Mm. All right, a couple of things to keep in mind if indeed uh, a move is uh, on the agenda for you in 2024. Judy, that's it. We've, we've run out of time. The hourglass oh, is hit we? the bottom. Yeah, yep. Okay. And you're off on a nice little break. I am, yes. Enjoy mm. your holiday. Well, you're going to have Scott, so that'll be fun. It will. <laughs> Scotty Sharp will be with us next week for our Gardening Talkback, Go Gardening Guru. And thanks, Judy, for another big week today. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.